0: It is Wednesday the 23rd of August, we're in the pub. This is the Cat's Whiskers podcast and we are live. Hello, good evening and welcome to the second of season podcast of the 22, sorry, 23, 24 season. I rehearsed that in my head and I still got it wrong. Um, So uh, I'm Tina and around the table we have Adam. Hello. And Ant. Hello there. Uh, if you are listening to us live and you would like to get in contact then uh, please do so on the old socials twitter is the best option uh, i believe uh, ant is is manning the twitter uh, that's at cats whiskers tv uh, we've had a few people actually get in touch so we'll uh, we'll pop over to that in a second um and discuss a few points from there so thank you very much to those of you who have already been in touch with us Sadly, though, uh, just wanted to have a moment of remembrance and appreciation for former Panther Mike Hammond. It seems like such a long time ago, uh, and in fact, uh, the news broke of Mike's sudden passing uh, following a car accident the day after our last broadcast, um, and it, it's it's ridiculously sad that we've you know we've had to. You know, once again, pause and, you know, remember somebody that, you know, a lot of people remember with a lot of fondness. Uh, I think the, the one thing that I would like to think that, you know, anybody close to Mike can take comfort in is, is all the nice things that everybody who really knew him have said about him. Um, the Panthers uh, put a news article out uh, not too long ago that there has been a foundation set up in his honour uh, to help... Uh, Help children with the costs of uh, of hockey uh, over in uh, in Mike's native Canada. Um, we'll uh, we'll try and remember to, to dig that out and retweet it as uh, as I've mentioned it. Um, but yes, if you find yourself in the fortunate position to be able to uh, to donate in Mike's memory, then uh, then yes, please do so. Um, so, I mean, as as they have been since since the news broke, our thoughts uh, and our our most most sincere condolences do go to Mike's family and closest friends, uh, f- fellow players, and uh, and and those that have have been most affected by his passing. Um, it, it, he was he was a, a joy to watch for the majority. Uh, of his career he had uh, you know some issues last season with us um, but we all know that the, the, the player that he was uh, I think we saw that in the GB tournament and uh, in fact the last thing that I saw of him personally was a, a highlight reel from the IIHF and he was on it and deservedly so so um, yeah thank, thanks for the memories Mike and uh, you know to your memory my friend to your memory Okay, so then, chaps, we'll just run through a bit of uh, a bit of news that has happened since the last time uh, we were gathered around gathered around this very table, actually. Um, so, specific Panthers news: uh, we've completed the blue line uh, with the signing of defenseman Victor Bjorkung, and the, uh, one of the best names ever, Miles McGurty. I, I, I want to interview that guy just so I can introduce him. That's I to, um,
1: to Jono and. Uh, the other day when he signed so it, I was like, it sounded like a, the name of like a, a jobber from the nineteen eighties, WWF, WCW. You know, the ones that had put over the likes of Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, and, so, and then and their opponent, Miles McGurty you know, from somewhere down in Arkansas or somewhere. Like that <laughs> uh, it was
0: great. Yes, um, So, and we've also um, completed the goalie tandem. Um, Mat- Matty Blore has moved on to Pastures New, but Lucas Sheldon has re-signed on a two-way uh, with the Nottingham Lions. Um, we didn't get to see a lot of him. I mean, I, I think that was pretty much to be expected, but hopefully, you know, he's he's getting some good experience being with the Panthers, um, and, and he's got two very experienced heads uh, to, to be working with this season. And then we have... Uh, forwards that have been signed matthew at uh another and another great name weston michaud and I, i've probably probably pronounced that wrong because i haven't had chance to look at any sorry watch any interviews or anything yet so I, I'm, I'm just I, i'm winging it i'm absolutely winging it so um minus a couple of forwards we're almost there so um Adam, any early thoughts from where we sit at the moment? Um,
2: well, you know, it's it's good to see so many new names. I think um, you know the last time we spoke about the roster taking shape, it was uh, sort of agreed around the table that we needed, um, you know, a mass overhaul of, uh, of players to you know shake the cobwebs away from last season, which was you know pretty much disastrous. So. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to see a lot of new names. I mean, I suppose the flip side of that is that you are worried a little bit about the lack of experience in the Elite League. I mean, I think I looked the other day on Elite Prospects and they've got quite a a handy sort of filter thing to show how many league games of experience rosters have got. And I think we were ninth out of the ten teams. I think only five were were beneath us. Um, And most of our Elite League... Experience, you know, is from uh, from the Brits, you know, from Tetlow and from Betteridge. So um, there is that sort of you know nervousness in some ways that a lot of our players. It's going to take them a bit of time to get up to speed with um, you know the, the pace of the league, you know the rinks, um, that sort of thing. You know, just what's expected of them generally. But, you know, you hope that you have a good pre-season. I know we don't play every team pre-season, but uh, that should give the new players a bit of an insight into the sort of pace of the, the league and, um, you know, what, what the sort of levels and standards are going to be throughout the season.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, at, at the very least, the preseason is going to test us against our two closest teams uh, in, in, in terms of distance. I mean, I'm not talking by standards because you know who, who knows uh, at, at this point in time. You know, like, like you say, Adam, there's a lot of new names on the roster, so um, I think it's probably the only
1: good thing about playing them in preseason is that it does give all the new guys chance to get into what <coughs> games against. Coventry, you watch games against Sheffield, and so you know get them used to, you know what elite league hockey is like. I mean, I've, I've spoken countless times, and uh, you know it's a, a feeling that's felt uh, far and wide that it's, it's pretty boring when you're playing local teams for your preseason. That you're already going to play ten teams uh, ten times throughout the season anyway. But yeah, I can say that if you're going to wind a positive out of it, I suppose that's it. And Adam, I'd and I'd not even thought about that. So good, good point, good shot.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I mean. Was Adam said it? Well, thank you. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, from our final two forwards, um, I—I'll be honest. I think I, I forget who it was when we signed. When we signed him, there was a little bit of a buzz and, and a sort of, "Oh yeah, you know, this guy's going to put some goals away." But uh, I, I feel like it was Limay. and I—I sort of had a bit of a bit. A bit of a look, and um, you know, kind of popped him into my spreadsheets, and that's not a euphemism, by the way. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel, I feel like that the the buzz was a little bit premature. Personally, I, I, I obviously, I want to well, be it's wrong. Pretty, I want to be wrong.
1: Premature at this time to mm. to big up players. Mm. It's also premature to slag off players because we haven't seen any of them play. No. Unless the unless you've got people in the fan base who watch every single game of hockey there is around the world, and on a regular basis, you're not going to know what these. You can't tell what you know what a player's like from his highlights. No. I, you, somebody could put together highlights of my 5 or side football career, and I'd look like a will beater
0: you, you Really? Would you?
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, You because you obviously <laughs> pick out the best bits, don't you? You don't, you don't pick out the points where most, for 45 minutes of a 50-minute game, I'm walking around with my hands on hips swearing at the referee for not giving us a free kick or something like that,
0: you know <laughs> but, You do that, um, watching most Man United um, games, to be fair and,
1: and, and Panthers you know, games, to be fair, uh, as well, <laughs> <laughs> um, well the
0: Yeah, but, yeah but last time. season I, I don't think I really wanted us to get a penalty, frankly no. Well,
1: I mean, but this is just it you, anybody can look and will beat in the highlights but likewise, it's too early mm. to, to be having and, and I've seen a lot of negativity about some of the players mm. and what have you My only thoughts on the roster so far is, is we're, we're a bit small and everybody's a bit samey, samey. So the samey, samey thing might work well because hopefully that means the team will link together well. Uh, but I just feel that, if, especially if you're going away places like Coventry, um, Cardiff, and what have you, we're gonna we're gonna suffer a bit. And I'd like our last two forwards to have a bit of strength behind. Them. I don't want Tatlow having to, to scrap this season. No, there is
0: that. I mean. I'm not necessarily on about the fighting
1: either. Just no, right, no, no. get a bit naughty and do some protection, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, last last season, you know, we, we felt like we had a, a couple of players who could, uh, you know, prevent the, uh, you know, the the bossing around and, and what have you. And I and I still felt like we did. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like you say, it's, it's it's too early to call at the moment because. I mean, the other, t- the other thing to consider is the highlight reels often don't show things like, you know, the battling in the corners and the, uh, you know... The, uh, if, you go, if you go on our highlights, we've signed
1: however many players we've signed, and they're all forwards because mm. we've literally just concentrated on goals, haven't we? So Yeah,
0: yeah pretty much. So, yeah, it's difficult to get a, a picture of the all-around game, really. Um, Ant, have you had a chance to uh, catch up... With the comments that have been sent in, and is there anything uh, that anything that we haven't already, uh, you know, discussed in these early moments that uh, that you feel is 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 good for that would be a good co- inclusion?
1: So Jack Walker us an essay. So cheers, Jack. <laughs> and we keep we keep calling it Twitter, don't we? It's not Twitter anymore. It's X.
0: Look, right? It's like a, it's like a Snickers. It'll always be a marathon to me. And Opal Fruits. You know, kids, ask your parents. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so I'll, I'll start with his first one Because I quite like this question So I'll ask you both um, With Kevin Moore And I know, Tina, you said you've not had a chance to see the interview yet um, But Kevin Moore used to be a goaltender himself When he was a player And him coming on board as an assistant coach He's got no experience of the league But how effective do you think he'll be Bearing in mind that he's an ex-goaltender And he's now down as assistant coach
0: oh, Go on, Adam, You can uh, you can dive in that one first
2: I think it's good. I mean, you don't see many teams with specialist coaching for you know helping and developing their netminders. And um, I know that you know it could be considered a bit of a luxury, but I actually think you know it doesn't really matter that he's got no experience of the elite league today because you know he's here as well as being an assistant coach, but he's also here to help you know the netminders stay sharp, you know work <coughs> on their game, focus on technique. You know, you don't necessarily need experience of the league for that because, you know, uh you know, dealing with a slap shot or dealing with a, a backhand shot, you know, is the same wherever you are in the world. You know, it doesn't sort of rely or be predicated on, you know, what the angles are like in Fife or what the angles are like at uh, you know um uh, Sheffield Arena although that, that will be an interesting thing for net miners. <laughs> hopefully Stoyanovich knows the angles in Sheffield given he played there for a season but um, well, no. the angles that the uh, opposition forwards are going to run at him yeah uh, <laughs> cool. controversial yeah, well, well I think those certain <laughs> players those, those players have uh, now passed on and retired so uh, I in think their DNA, I think it's in their DNA. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe a new breed of uh, net mining running forward has uh, you know been uh, been spawned in in Sheffield. But um, yeah, look, I mean, I think one of the issues last season was we didn't really have enough help behind the bench, certainly in the first half of the season. And, well, Gary um,
0: Graham seemed to be determined to go alone, didn't he?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he was very much his own man. You know, very uh, very headstrong, and um, you know, had very sort of um, strong-willed ideas and uh, I think you know know, from yeah well to be honest the the event that some of us were at at the end of last season for season ticket holders in the the salt box I think um, Omar Pasha realised that it wasn't going to work out with just Gary Graham on his own Um, and you know I think that was possibly one of the first things that Omar wanted to address this season was whoever he appointed as head coach had to have some assistance behind the bench and you know he's got more and he's also got Stracken which is great because you've got continuity there from um, well since time began almost but um yeah i think you know just taking the the coaching thing in the round yeah there's a lot of inexperience behind the bench but you know i'm quite excited about that because hopefully there'll be some new ideas um <laughs> I think our new coach isn't quite as much as a, a narcissist as <laughs> the guy that started the season last year behind the bench.
0: For, I, I think, uh, well, just, just to sim- simplify that for anybody who's not quite sure, um, <laughs> is that uh, they're not going to get yelled at.
2: <laughs> well, no, they're not. And, and hopefully, you know, um, Paredes is going to be a little bit more mild-mannered when it comes to, you know, trying to trying to sort of raise the team and get a response from them if things aren't going right but you know you've got to treat these guys as, as grown-ups in the locker room you know they're not kids um, you know the, the approach that was taken last season was quite frankly farcical You because know, you just can't treat pro hockey players like that and expect them to deliver night in night out so you know hopefully Paredes is a bit more sort of consensual as a coach and sort of <coughs> understands you know what's going to go on and and uh, you know, just hopefully, I think, generate some new ideas and, you yeah, know, just give a bit more freshness because that's what we desperately need.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Paredes was so well-spoken of by, by people who have played under him and fans from, you know, his previous team. It would be difficult to see, you know, him him fail as spectacularly as Graham did. As long as we're not too nice. Yeah.
1: We have got we seem to have gone from one extreme to the other here, but, you know, just going back to Moore himself... The interview with him, you know, I recommend pair of you, you know, mm, give it a watch because mm. he just, he just exudes positivity. Yeah,
0: but I mean, it's look the at power just, of
1: positivity just look
0: at his photo. That, man, that yeah. he is the happiest, happiest man, man in, in the world.
1: world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just, I mean, it, it could be a new day for the Nottingham Panthers, and you know, with him, you know, b- backing up um, a, a new coach,
2: it can only be good for me. You know, that that positivity to bleed into the players. Yeah, absolutely. You no, know, hopefully it sort of rubs off and you know, we have got a very new roster. You know, there are very few sort of components coming back from last season, which is great. So, you know, it's a good chance for for Moore to almost, you know, set the agenda with positivity in the locker room before the season's even started. Um, which is great really and
1: We've, been, you know, we've all been in it and our jobs are at times where we've gone in feeling like crap yeah. haven't we but, I mean, um, and it's so much better when you know you're going in and you're, you're, yeah. you're going to be rewarded for your
2: performances and stuff exactly I mean look, there are going to be times where <coughs> things don't go great of course the season you know we all know that and it'll be interesting to see whether he's still where's that sort of perma-grin that he's got you know if say we have go on a five or six game losing streak you know who knows but maybe that's what's
1: needed <laughs>
0: please don't say things like that
2: Yeah. I mean look there's, there's been Times in recent years where you know fans have been crying out for a bit more of a, a positive outlook from the club. You know, coaches have been a bit gloomy, um, given things I'm particularly got brilliantly on the ice. So. Hopefully, this is a sort of like a new dawn, and we can inject more positivity and more enthusiasm into things, and and that will sort of, <clears> of rub <throat> off on the players, and we'll see you know energized players that want to go out there because they want to try hard because they know that they'll be sort of praised by the coaching staff if, if they do well, They're not picked on for one yeah.
1: the one mistake that they made yeah, exactly. you know, in the game. Yeah. So I mean that will take us nicely into Jack's part two actually. Um, It's almost like we planned this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We haven't, which is the scary thing. Um, So he he, he then goes on to talk about the 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 terms culture and identity. That um, I know Pash, especially when he came last year, was was Mm -hmm. trying to say, like this needs resetting and whatnot.
0: Well, he he talked about it at the Q and A as well. Yeah,
1: and um, Paredes is is very much um, singing the uh, singing from the same hymn sheet at times. Um, So from there and uh, we talked about this before we went live um, if we have another dull and underperforming season like we did last season is it time that Omar now hands the reins over to somebody else?
0: Hmm I personally would, would think that that might be a bit too early for change because we've had so many changes You know, I mean, if you think about the last few seasons If we finish 7th again if if we finish seventh again, I still I still think it would be too early to uh, to uh, you know for the for the knee jerk reaction uh, I, because you know Gary Moran was the general manager of the Nottingham Panthers for a long long time and and for some Panthers fans you know me me included he was the only GM I knew and so now we've got CEO as Omar that's that's a whole new different you know it's a, it's, a, it's a different prospect. We've had two seasons where we've had, uh, you know, almost a, a clean sweep of imports. Do we really want to go and for something like half that? Half yeah, yeah, and a coaching change <laughs> halfway through the season. You know, so I, I think we've had too much that's changed. I mean, I know it's been necessary because of because of the poor performances and what have you, but I I, I just think that would be too early for. To, to send Omar packing, I, re, I really I really don't think that would be the right time. I, I, I don't. I think we we need a bit of continuity somewhere. Whether that be coaching, whether that be players, you know, that want to stick around for more than a season, or you know, that we sign and, and uh, you know, and we want them to stick around for more than the season. I, I I think there has to be some continuity somewhere. Um. So I I think I think. It, even even if we have a poor season this season, I still think it's too early, personally. Any thoughts, Adam?
2: Um, I wouldn't give up on him after another. I, I don't think we are going to have another bad year. I really don't. And I think if it looks like we are going to have a bad year, then you know, are we going to do the same thing as we did last year and pull the ripcord and you know, get rid of Paredes and more? I don't think we are. I really don't think we are because there's going to come a point where you do need to sort of stick it out and play the long game. Um, you know, we've got to remember Parides and Moore don't have any experience in the league. Although Omar at the Q and A said that he's going to be, you know, a bit more hands-on this season. You know, provide a bit more support and, you know, give a little bit of knowledge and insight into the league in general, and something that Stracken can obviously provide as well. So, I think I think we are going to be okay this year. But you know, in terms of the culture and the identity, yeah, we have been missing that for a long time now. Um, you know, what is the culture of the club? you know, it's, it's always difficult to define it, you know, if you look at football, for example, you know, the culture of Tottenham is that they should play, you know, sexy, attractive football, but, you know, they haven't over the last seven or eight years, and they've gone through a myriad of different managers that have played sort of weird styles, and, you know, their fans are, are unhappy, but now, you know, with their new manager, it might come good again, and I think that that's probably what we're going to get with the Panthers. I think, you know, the fact it's a small roster, but it's very fast, very speedy and probably very skilled. And, yeah, you know, we might have that extra mobility that we so badly missed last season when, you know, most of the players, probably because they had levels of enthusiasm knocked out of them, you know, just didn't really want to skate too hard. And, and that was understandable. So, yeah, the, the culture is important. And I think the biggest thing about the culture is that you can't tolerate losing that's the biggest culture that you need to get into the locker room you know you've got to hate losing and I think over the last few seasons there's been times where I've, I've doubted and, and wondered whether that actual identity and that culture is, is within our locker room so that's what we desperately need and hopefully Paredes is the man to sort of bring that winning mentality to the club again.
0: I mean just just on your point there Adam I think that you know in terms of the whole you know hating losing I think it should be in, in like an introduction video to all the new players the the that interview by Jordan Fox after that Edinburgh game uh, the year that we won the league that yeah. that should be played yeah. you know they, they should show show some and I say in inverted commas highlights of that game and then show that interview by Jordan Fox because yeah. he was raging yeah. and that and that changed things yeah. that that was a catalyst I mean
2: that might have been An outlier Because he was just One hell of a Motivated individual And you know are, are we going to have Another player Of those Sort of characteristics And traits Within our Sort of roster this year I don't know You know Who you, who your leader Is going to be this year You want that You want that from People maybe like You know Betteridge Who sort of Understands what it's like To be a Panther uh, You know And um it's almost like the lead by example sort yeah. of ethos, yeah, yeah. and you know we've seen that over recent seasons with Matthew Myers, who you know put in a manful stint uh, and, and really sort of pulled us along when things were really desperate and really dire. So, Skater
0: through brick walls to use did. that that uh, yeah to use that proverb.
2: Yeah, he, and and you know absolute bona fide a club legend, and you know I'll always have a sort of special place in you know virtually every Panthers players uh, Panthers fan's heart. So we need that. Um, mm. But, you know, we don't. this comes back to what Ant said about we don't know about the players. No. You know, all we can see are the stats on elite prospects. You see highlight reel videos from YouTube that the club put out. You don't understand what the character is like in the locker room. You don't understand what they're like as people. You know, are they good um, around guys, you know, when things aren't, you know, too great and we're losing a few games? Who are those sort of leaders that are going to stand up and be counted and really sort of, you know, you know call everyone else out to uh, you know um, just produce better you know like Fox did in that interview that you mentioned Mm.
1: I mean you you talked about like you know we've mentioned we've only really got elite prospects to go on looking at that roster um, Jack has picked out Niemann and LeMay as his two that he thinks is going to score you know some points for us but he doesn't know where our depth is going to come from Mm. my concern was I think our defencemen just seem to be all Offensive defense <laughs> Apart yeah, from maybe
2: Caruso yeah, and, and Tetlow Are we going to play Kevin Keegan Hockey <laughs> <laughs> just bomb four, just yeah. Bomb yeah. If they score 7 Or we'll mm. score 8 I, I mean We'd love it yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, We'd love it We'd love it We'd
1: love it I mean Is there anybody else On the roster I mean I um, was lucky enough You know And thanks to the Three on three guys for, for having me on um, At the weekend That episode Will be coming out soon um, they asked me If I had to pick out One player from the roster So far And I picked out uh, Young Nilsson um, Purely You know I think There's a bit of pressure On that young lad's shoulders Going into the season Purely because of the name On the back But I'm actually Really excited to You know To see how he adapts uh, To this mean, level of hockey
2: He chose to come here Yeah yeah He chose um, to come here and and Which shows bravery
1: and, and his dad's not The sort of person That would have sold yeah. him yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of Bad things happening At the club yeah. Don't go there Yeah it would, he would have only done it for it to be in a good move for him as yeah, well. Exactly, because he doesn't have uh, like the safety so yeah, blanket just, of his dad behind the coach just, to look out for him, you know, yeah. if things mm. aren't great. I just hope he, he's given... Like all the players, I think, I'd, I just want them to be given a bit of a chance. Yeah. But him in particular, I think he might be coming in with a little bit of extra pressure. it mm. um, it's an, be interesting to see if he goes. But, I mean, yeah, go you guys, I mean, who, who are you picking out so far?
0: Hmm...
2: Well, I actually Go think on. this this sounds strange, but you know, I'm really happy that we've signed because uh, Yeah, he was decent, wasn't he? he? He was absolutely fantastic for Sheffield in that mm. one season he was there. And you know, I've always been a, a firm believer that you know you build from the back, and if you've got a strong a netminder, really in his Barry Bruce bad carrier or something? <laughs> there, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, if you've got a strong <clears throat> netminder, and you know, even better if you've got a strong netminder in tandem, then um, you know that really should be. Um, uh, you know, a good catalyst. Although, you know, as Ant said, we do look like we've got a lot of offensively minded D men. So um, <laughs> he's going to be busy and he might be facing a lot of rubber. i tell
1: you, the, the, the reaction from Sheffield, there wasn't many that have having the laughing. A lot of people were up, generally upset that we've signed him. Yeah. So that can only be a good thing,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Martina, well, who have you got? <sighs> I, I don't. I, mm, well, I mean, Are you just pu- going to go for the Brits, right? You're no, right, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> yeah, because well, no, I, I was absolutely going to avoid that um, because you know well, that, t- t- it's just it's just it's just, plant, predi- it's just predictable. No, it's all right. No, I, I mean, purely from a, a statistical perspective, um, because I have I, I don't know how much I'll do with it this season, but I have set my spreadsheet up again, and I think in in terms of of you know the trend. For, for scoring goals, which, uh, you know, it has been a problem for us in, in you know, recent seasons. I, I, I think uh, Nieminen is an early standout for me, you know, and I'm, I'm, I know Jack already, you know, he's, he's cited him as, as being somebody that, that he thinks is, is you know, going to do a job. Um, one thing I will say, you know, when you're talking about depth, I think personally at the moment, uh, I, I think it's all depth, I think that's the problem. I don't think we've got. I mean, I've got, i never thought of hear myself. Say this. I thought this would it would have come from Adam, but I don't think we've got. You know, a talisman, goal we've scoring wise. A Sam, uh, we've not got a Jordan Fox. Yeah, yeah. We we, we haven't got. Well, yeah, we haven't I mean, got a superstar. Yeah. Well, we we, we haven't got. Let, let's let's go for the ultimate. we haven't got a dab. We've got nobody yeah, who even looks close to being a dab. Haven't we?
2: The, the problem last season was that it looked like every line was a third line. Mm. now if this year every line looks like a second line we're going to go up the table a bit
0: yeah I mean Uh, as long as we don't finish seventh I mean that'll you know it'll be an improvement
2: well (laughs) of sorts (laughs) um but, I mean look I, I think it's good That goals are shared Around on lines um, You don't want to be Overly reliant On one line It
1: makes it harder To close people down Doesn't it you, Exactly You can't, you can't Exactly you can't
2: Where's the threat Coming from yeah. Where's the threat Coming from And if, mm. if you've got Goals coming from Every line And yeah. also from your D-men as well Which you know Looking at the guys We've signed There's going to be A healthy number of goals That come from the Blue line this year yeah. Then you know, it could be fun, fun, fun all the way to watch Panthers. You know, we, we may well be the new entertainers of the Elite League. OK, you know, we might end up losing a few games, you know, 8-4 or 7-3 or something like that. But, um, you know, if we were to, say, finish fourth or fifth this year, but be involved in a, you know, a heavy smattering of entertaining games, I'd take that.
0: I think that's progress. I think after last season, I, I, would, I would 100% agree with what you've just said.
1: But, I mean... So, we've touched on like all the new players and everything like that and I am going to tee you up for the Brits now Tina oh
0: yeah go on then
1: how big of a role and we've probably touched on this previously but how big of a role do you think Tets and Betridge are going to play this season bearing Mm. in mind we are it is a clean sweep of of players we've only got Kelso really that's you know, stuck around for any length of time. So, how key are those those two's knowledge of yeah. the Panthers and of the Elite going to be?
0: I, I think I think Tetlow is is definitely, you know, one who, who's going to have a lot on his shoulders because we we have only got six D men, so there, there's no you know sitting him out if you know, which is. You know, a, a massive, obviously a massive bugbear of mine, which you, you know, everybody's well aware of, that, that knows me. You know, sit sit the Brit because we're having a, you know, we're in a bit of a sticky situation. That's not going to happen. That's you know, has been, you know, been victim to that, you know, for a, a few of his seasons, you know, pre- previous to the, to this season. It's not going to happen. We've got 16 men. They are going to play. He is going to play, so there's no slacking. There's no, oh, you know, I, ma- I made a mistake and I'm going to get, have to sit down and think about what I've done. No, that lad's going to play. So I, th- I think Tetlo more so than Betteridge. I think I think Betteridge is going to be potentially one of the leaders in the dressing room, and I think he's, you know, he's he's going to be assuming, you know, a bit of a. That's a the th-
2: new Matthew Myers. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah had pretty had a much. Very successful
1: season last season yeah, as well. Yes. He's come in with you know that he's hopefully bringing that winning mentality with yeah. him Yes,
0: yeah. I mean I, I am I, I'm, I'm so glad that the pair of them went off to go and do something different and I'm even more glad that they chose to come back to Panthers because I'd have been gutted if they'd have applied oh. their trade elsewhere and they'd have got signed with another elite league yeah. team
2: I mean my bugbear about some British players I'm not saying all British players is that you know a lot get comfortable
0: yeah. and
2: never move yeah. you know never experience another sort of style or brand of hockey. And you gotta say, it was brave of Tetlow to go to Finland because yeah. Finland's a place where you know skating and speed is everything. And they were probably his two weakest attributes before he moved out there. Now he might well have said, right, I want to really improve as a player and the only way that I'm gonna, you know, get to that next level is by working on my mobility, my skating and my speed. Um, you know, And we saw, you know, during the GB tournament at the end of last season... Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? He was good, you know. And he was able to sort of match up well against opposing teams that mainly had speedy forwards. Yes. So, you know, that augurs well for, you know, his sort of positive growth and development in coming into this season. So, yeah, the, the better each Tetlow, as I said right at the start, you look at the experience in terms of Elite League games in our roster... They're about eighty percent of it, mm. so they've got a real role in the locker room as well to sort of like tell the other guys what what the elite league's all about. Yeah,
0: most definitely. Right, anything else?
2: No, no that's it
1: from that's it from, from the the so <laughs> The exosphere or whatever
0: they call it. They? <laughs> Look, I'm going to call I'm going to call it Twitter. X. You you call it what you like, right? As I say, I'm still calling Starburst Opal Fruits. I, I I I don't care. Um, so. Just maybe another thing to potentially um, touch on. So, um, Viaplay uh, are in a little bit of trouble. Uh, so these are the guys who took Premier Sports on. Uh, they have withdrawn from several uh, key markets in terms of their sport, and they are, you know, just sort of winding themselves into the uh, the, the, the Nordic base, um, which. Basically, sort of spells the end of you know NHL hockey on those channels. You know any kind of association with the elite league. Um, it's so, as far as I'm aware, unless somebody wants to correct me, at the moment that leaves the elite league without a title sponsor. However, I did catch up with something that I, I absolutely missed. Uh, the 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 elite league have hired a new commercial manager. So perhaps. You know, that that will, I don't know, fill the gap, tide them over, perhaps. I mean, when I first started watching uh, watching hockey, I, I seem to recall it was the Rapid Solicitors Elite League. And then for a lot of years, there was no title sponsor. And then Premier Sports came in via play and what have you. Now, I don't know what the implications are of, of them not having a title sponsor. I, I mean, I suppose it's financial more than anything. So you know where, where does that leave the league i suppose is is one is a question
1: um, <laughs> I had to do this diplomatically, um so we don't get further black blackboard um,
0: i mean just don't, just don't gonna, swear yeah yeah <laughs>
1: it's it's obviously disappointing that that the viaplay have pulled you know that. Not not only the sponsorship, but it looks like they pulled the coverage of the elite yep. league as well. Yep. I've not seen anything mentioned about Champions League yet. Mm. Normally, that's that's out by now. Um, so that that's obviously uh, you know disappointing. But there's a lot of people that like saying, "Oh, we need to get it on bigger platforms and what have you." But the bigger platforms aren't really interested because the only people that are interested in watching it. Most of them are at the games,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. right?
1: So you've got all these people small that want market. to watch the game. So it is a small market, you're right. So are we better looking at the likes of, say, say Channel 5? Yeah. Or, or, you know, Channel 4 has started showing a lot of yeah. sport recently, haven't they? And BBC have got the, uh, the athletics on and stuff like that at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, are we better at looking at an option like that and getting it for, rather than a sponsorship deal... Or and, and not going back to the days where I apparently we used to pay Sky Sports to be on yeah. this Are we better saying, look, look, we can provide you all this coverage for free. You you put it on at a decent time for us. Yeah,
0: you just stick an aerial cable yeah. in, and uh, yeah, you can have this coverage.
1: That would that, that would grow the sport. But I mean, you look at the, the the attendance figures for you know last season. I think every team was oh, us we were quiet down. No, Tina's shaking around. So <laughs> yeah. So.
0: yeah, sorry. I mean, I probably should have uh, got my attendance blog finished by now, but summer has been pr- pretty hectic. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of up and down um, in in terms of the attendances. I think a, a, a fair bit of it has been based on on the individual teams' performances. So, um, yeah, I think
2: in some ways, it is promising to see the growth in attendances at most of the elite league teams because it's almost like the growth and the promotion of the sport is happening on a micro level Mm -hmm. at each club rather than sort of as a bigger entity across the country because you know we've got to recognize that we are a minority sport although we are the biggest indoor minority sport in the country so you know that's something that you know promotional and marketing people might want to latch on to but I, I think that the individual clubs are doing a good job in terms of spreading the word within their own communities. But, you know, is there a ready-made sort of TV viewership out there that is interested or might want to be interested in ice hockey? I don't think there necessarily is. You know, it's, it's quite <clears throat> a niche sport. Don't get me wrong. You know, I would love ice hockey in this country to be as big as ice hockey is in places like, you know, Switzerland or, uh, you know, Chechnya. Not, mm. not, not Chechnya. Czechia can't just make that uh, clear because I don't think they play ice hockey in in Chechnya Uh, (laughs) um, but yeah we need to grow the sport of course you know if you sort of stand still you'll go backwards and that sort of mentality but you know it's just again it seems like it's a bit of a curse being the 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 lead sponsor of the elite league Um, you know if we could get somebody that could really take it to the next level now who knows where, where ice hockey in this country could go to? Mm. And But you look at the, the pecking order of sports, you know, what is it going to go... What really annoys me is, you know, Sky Sports do really good sort of coverage of things like basketball um, in this country. Yeah. You know, they've started to go really big on netball. Um, know, yes. And it's like, I suspect netball is probably a bigger sport than ice hockey when taken across the board in general. But, you know, ice hockey is very sort of fast-paced, you know, uh, yeah, there's just stuff to get you on the edge of your seat unless you were a season ticket holder for the Panthers last season in which case you were <laughs> slumped back in your seat quite firmly
0: or in Aunt's case in the pub uh, by the by the halfway point
2: well, yeah absolutely and um, you know we, we just it comes back to the point I was making about the Panthers you know and continuity we need continuity in the marketing departments don't we you know we need continual growth year on year to sort of take the game to different parts of the country and to get you know New parts of demographic involved, so yeah, it's um, it's an ongoing battle, and it's it's a bit of a blow that fear of play have gone.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, in terms of uh, you know what you say, what you say about about growing the sport, I think I, th- I think a fair bit of that will, will start from you know juniors upwards, and I think. That, that's a whole you know big discussion that we, we may, may have already had in you know past seasons podcast and what have you because mm. we just seem to consistently fail at you know joining the dots up when it comes to uh, you know junior and teen you know uh, uh, all the way up to senior hockey um, I mean if we, if we do get another
1: TV deal and I know this wasn't the question we were talking about sponsorship originally but we've kind of gone on TV but if we do go for a TV deal. I would honestly be more bothered about having a highlights match at the day style show that's Mm -hmm. on at the same time on the same day every week and then available to download or watch on offline or what have you afterwards. And then that, that's the way you, you then maybe bring in potential new viewers because then you say, right, well next month we're showing the challenge cup semi-final between Sheffield and Belfast, for instance. Um, and then you know that's that for me is I'd be more bothered about having a, that sort of thing, a proper decent yeah. panel show, yeah, yeah. with you know with highlights professionally done and what have you, than having live games because like you say live games ninety percent of the people are going to be there I know there's always going to be people that haven't got tickets yeah. or that are poorly for whatever reason and what have you um, mm. or can't <coughs> physically make it to games on a regular basis. Mm the vast majority of the people that would be watching it are already at the games
0: yeah, yeah. so so yeah sorry just just, just as a, a closing thing because we are like rapidly running out of time Oops, sorry in in terms of um no it honestly it's, it's, it's honestly just popped into my head and it honestly i probably should have added it as as a note you know for for, for the agenda or whatever um in in terms of the whole development structure um a little interesting um i don't know I don't know don't really know how to describe it. Um, bitch fight <laughs> between the NIHL and the Elite League with the Steelers purchasing the Steel Dogs. I don't quite know how that's going to pan out. But if it's successful perhaps that paves the way for other Elite League teams to, you know, consider you know, formal partnerships and, yeah. may, and maybe then that's, that starts to join the, jo- join the dots for development. Has
2: to be, has to be. You know, one of my biggest gripes about British ice hockey over the years is that it's just too disconnected. Yeah. It's massively disconnected. You don't get that, I hate using this phrase, but you don't get that golden thread going all the way through the sport from top to bottom. So development is massive. And, you know, I think the chance to partner with another team, you know, from the NIHL. NIHL yes yes that's right I I doubted myself I could see it
0: Um,
2: (laughs) but yeah Um, yeah I mean Nottingham's logical one is Peterborough just down Mm. the A1 so yeah we need more unity in the sport I mean sadly once again it's Sheffield that have been the first to take that
0: jump into yeah But well, you yeah. say sadly, but, I mean, if it paves it's the great, way... It's great. Yeah, if, it, if it paves the first. way... Yeah, has to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who cares? I mean, we, we can't be first at everything. I mean, you know, Neil, Neil Black sold the clan. Can't he now, like, invest in lines or...? I mean, I mean, perhaps perhaps that's a, a, a legitimate question and perhaps a, a question we should ask ourselves on Twitter for the next podcast. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, look i don't care i'm calling it twitter let it go like elsa let it go right i, I think we'll probably leave it there chaps otherwise we'll uh, we'll end up into an overtime podcast that and doesn't have time for so uh, we'll uh, we'll leave it there thank you very much for listening whether you have done that live or after the fact uh, we really do appreciate you um if you do have chance if you were to visit our website what you may find on some of our pages is a little link to our website uh to our a link to the website buy a coffee uh, So if you found yourself, again, in the fortunate position that you are able to uh, contribute to our running costs, we would appreciate it most sincerely. Um, But, you know, we appreciate these are hard times. Maybe we
1: should approach via play. Fireplace sponsored Catswiskers podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that shit might have sailed, mate. Right, so uh, hopefully we will see you next time, probably um, towards the conclusion of pre-season. So uh, until then, it's uh, cheerio from me and cheerio from Adam. Bye, thanks for listening, everybody. Cheerio from Ant. Take care, um, enjoy
1: yourself, stay safe, and um, hopefully see you in and around uh, the games at the start of the season.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye-bye. See you then.